Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien, and I am joined by my other host, my San Diego man, Patrick Mallon, who's in San Diego right now. Mm-hmm. Can I say yeah, that? Yeah, you can say it, because I would have mentioned it. Because Oh, he's yeah. sad. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm sad. It's more annoyed. Forlorn? No, annoyed is, is how I'd characterize annoyed? it. Yeah. And, mm, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Fatigued. And Annoyed that you have to see your parents. No, that's, no that is the part that is enjoyable and I am happy about. And they're so great when I come home. It is just having to go into the office... Drive there, yeah. park, go in, and just engage with people. It's just, and just like sit there and just feel like a prisoner. It's awful. I hate it so much. Oh, man. This is getting better. I know. So uh, I am here leaving in a couple days. Um, but the good news about me being here is I am now in possession of all of the shirts that people have, or, people have ordered. So I've been um, reaching out to people for shipping information um, and... We'll probably send a first batch out tomorrow and then probably bring the rest back home with me to Austin and, and ship them out from there. Um, Fantastic. So yes, yeah, so that's the t-shirt update. It's pr- I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm that's excited great. also to find a, a screen printer in Austin. So that way, because we, we've actually had a lot of inquiries since the last time we um, solicited interest. So, Love that. Yeah. So that's the kind of merch update. And we're putting the money we make from that merchandise right back into the yeah, show. Yeah, we really are. This is not lining our pockets. There are a few different things that you and I have talked about wanting to do with our yes. proceeds. So, yeah. Our proceeds. <laughs> How you doing, Case? How was your weekend? Very good. Very good. I'm doing fine. The weekend? What did I even do? I don't It's an erased from my memory. I don't know. But this coming weekend, Trisha's going out of town. Bachelor weekend, bro. Bachelor Weekend. Where's Trisha going? Wait, what's the song? Uh, the Bob Seger song to with Tom Cruise. Why can't I think? Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be slip sliding in my undies with my socks on all over the dang apartment. Little Oxford shirt. Sunglasses do you own an Oxford on. shirt? I'm sure yeah, I do. You seem like an Oxford shirt guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, will you White post that man? for Patreons? You should do a live Me live stream of your Bachelor Weekend for the patrons. No one wants to I see that. I guarantee you they would like to see that. No, no, no. I don't know. We're not we're I not would doing do it. That. We're not, I would do That's I know my level would. of dedication and engagement with the fans. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Probably going to eat a lot of junk food. And, uh, yeah, I are don't Are you going to hang It'll out with friends? Uh, or are you just going to, like, embrace the, I don't know. the solitude? Um, I might just embrace the solitude. Cool. Where's Trisha going? I haven't embraced that lately. Uh, she's leaving me. So it's not just this weekend. It's the no. I'm just joking. Uh, the she's going to Palm Springs. Oh, I'm jealous. What for? Fun. Cool. Cool. I would like to do that. Fun to be had. I'd like to have fun. Although I I've had a lot Remember of fun. Remember fun. <laughs> I've had fun like a lot of the like a lot of weekends in a row. And so I'm actually looking forward yeah. to this weekend not doing anything. I think uh uh you know I've been rewatching Sopranos with Leah and we've been putting off the last two episodes. And she's going to make Oso the, Buco. Uh, the final two episodes of the season? Of the, of the series? series, yeah. And Leah's going to make Oso Buco. Wow. I'm going to have some wines. Oh, wow. Do a little special. We're going to make it into a whole Gabagool kind of night. Are you going to have any Gabagool? We got to have Gabagool. Mo, Maron, Maron. The Sopranos. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Patrick, love to hear that. Yes. And you know what else we love to hear? Our patrons. We love to Before kiss our patrons. Before we get to the patrons, patrons case. Yes. Go, please. Can we talk about something that is oh. taking the world by storm? Oh, I forgot about this. I can't believe I didn't write this down. <laughs> Shit. Patrick, did you finish? No, I have I have uh, half of episode nine and episode 10 left to watch. We are, of course, talking about Netflix's <laughs> Love is Blind, where contestants... They get introduced to each other through a wall, so they don't see them, but they meet them. They're able to talk through this wall, and then they, one of the man, it's always been the man, proposes just based on this seven-day dating period of connection with a woman on the other side mm-hmm. of the wall. Then they there's a short period of vacation where they get to spend time with each other, and then they go back to Chicago because they all live in Chicago, 
and kind of try to live their regular life with each other for like two days and then they get married and then on the altar they must decide whether they actually want to get married to each other and it is deranged <laughs> beyond words who do you think is the most bananas person on the uh on the show well i feel like the person that sticks out in my head I think he's in some ways the main character of the season is of course Shane, Shane with a yeah, Y. Shane with a Y. <laughs> he looks like a like nuclear waste was dumped on Gary Busey. Yeah. And he's so loud and big. He's from Wisconsin. I hate I just hate everything about him. Uh did you hear the episode where he was they were coming up with plans for the wedding? Oh yeah, he wanted cheese curds. Hot dogs. He was like, I just think it would be really cool if there was like a finger food section for like the kids, like chicken nuggets and cheese curds. And then he said he wanted a fountain, fountain of old fashions. A fountain of old fashions. <laughs> which is so, because in honor of his father yeah. who died. And which is no better way to, to honor be, your late father than a fountain of continuous, which I don't even. So I guess you would pre mix. Gallons and gallons of old fashioned, and it would just be pumped out and recycled. It just seems crazy. It's not a punch. It's a very strong alcoholic yeah, exactly. drink. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. It's not a punch. It's like a very di- spirit forward direct beverage. <laughs> uh, and Natalie was just like, uh huh, his fiance. And I do not understand those two together. No, at me all. neither. I was curious if you Which would have it, any. Who, I mean, you. So you finished it, right? Yes, I if did. You can, God, I wish if you'd you can, it. If Fuck. you can put yourself... I guess the only upside is if people are listening to it, there'll be no spoilers for it. But if, That's true. if you can put yourself into the mindset... Who did you think was the the least... The most ill-suited couple? The most ill-suited couple? I would say uh, Shane and Natalie were number one. But also, Nick and Danielle. Mm-hmm. I feel like they fought... All the yeah. time, and they were just both insane, yeah. and I hated both of them. Yeah, I actually awful. hate everyone on this show pretty much. The only person I kind of like is I think her name is Ayana. Oh yeah, I like Ayana. Wait, you don't she's like cute. Salvador? Oh, I like Salvador. Yeah, and I like Mallory. I like Mallory she's too. A little flip floppy. Some people apparently Mallory was getting a lot of uh, hate on Twitter, hate. which yes. I don't really under. I mean. There was that episode when they're in Cancun where Jarrett is Jarrett and Mallory being very inappropriate that with one another. That was icky, I thought. Yeah, where he was like, "You would have yes, wanted a gold ring." Another couple, huh? a guy she a guy a guy she turned down earlier was who proposed to his second choice, Ayana, and uh, was really laying it on thick, and it was inappropriate. I would be weirded out if Trisha talked that way with an ex, yeah. even though he wasn't really an ex, but yeah, yeah, it's a why these people are insane. Mm-hmm. I I was saying to Trisha, this would be the most difficult. If my child was on a reality television show, this would be the most difficult for me to watch them be on. You think so? Because they're so crazy. You would rather them on Love Island than this. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think I'd rather them on this than Love Island. Because I well, feel like Love Island's like, oh, yeah, it was funny. But, like, these people are, like, getting married right. and they, like, throw a wedding and they have their families are so intimately involved. It's just horrible. You're right. Yeah, actually, I, I retract that. Because Love Island, it would be kind of uncomfortable, obviously, to watch your kid just be horny all the time. Yeah. And you could pretty easily ignore it. Whereas this, you can't ignore yeah, it you could. at all. You couldn't ignore this because you'd be on the fucking right. show. And if you did ignore it, it would be very glaring and it would make even it would make it even a bigger thing than it already is. One of the most insane things, couples, that even, I can't believe they even attempted to date, was this guy who was an avowed atheist, <laughs> proposed Kyle to a woman who was a creationist Christian, and they're like, we'll make it work. And she, and then when they finally saw each other, you actually, all the couples, I feel like when they saw each other, they were like, oh, thank God, they're actually attractive. Like, I feel like, no, some, for the I most think sometimes part, they're like, Mallory was kind of let down by Salvador, I felt. She was, although I thought that was odd because I thought Sal was the most attractive guy. I think so, too. But but for the most part, but that one I could tell Shayna was not into. I believe his name was Joel. That was Kyle. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, yeah. exactly. She was not into Kyle at all. Oh, there's one more. What a deranged show. Uh, Before we go on, there's one more couple I want to touch on. Uh, Who are we forgetting here? Um, Jared, Nayana, (sighs) Deep Deep and Shake. shake. Thank you. So, Shake... Will not stop. Another insane. Will not stop couple. talking about his fiance as if she's his aunt. Um, so both he keeps. He's like, 
I'm not sexually attracted to her. She reminds me of an aunt. Although I like love who she is. Like maybe that's what that that's enough. Yeah, it is. And he keeps saying the most horrible things. Like I don't. There's the animalistic attraction isn't there. I'm not attracted to her, but. I like love who she is, so maybe I'll just stick with her. Could you yes. emotionally recover if you had video no. of Trisha saying he's like my uncle or my brother? If I had, if there was video of Trisha being like, I'm just not sexually attracted to him. I just am not. There's no fire there. I that I'd be out the door. Yeah. That I could not Especially, recover. How do you recover? I don't from know. That? I don't know how you can get past. That's that. an incurable yeah. thing. I feel like you you'd need like shock treatment to be able to like get over that. So I don't know. I mean, you have a little bit more insight. I don't want to hear anything, any spoilers. But I, to me, that seems even if they get married in the final episode, I don't know if you're watching that back. I don't know. Oh, how I you know. Survive that. Absolutely. It's pretty awful. And he says yeah. it not just once. It's a recurring theme. From the second well, he's he such a her. piece of shit. Oh my Cause, god! Because like during the the wall stage where he can't see the women, he'll 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 say things to try to find out how their <laughs> weight. He'll be insane. like, "If I put you on my shoulders at a concert, could I yeah. do it?" <laughs> and he's like, "Man, I love working out. Do you love working out as much as I do?" Like he has these kind of like tricks. Absolutely, and people are like, psychotic. Nice try, fucker. Oh god. Yes. Anyway, he was like an Aziz Ansari character he like he is kind of like tom haverford yeah he yeah he is yes in parks and yes, rec he is kind of like a tom haverford guy like a slightly less cartoonish tom haverford shake shake bad news thank you for bringing that up yes, patrick thank you. and we will touch base again next week once you have finished yes, because yes. i'll have more and we recommend to it to discuss. all of patrons of the farts uh even if you're not typically into reality tv it's just so bonkers just go into it looking as like and it's short it's only 10 episodes yeah it's very and like i watched the first four like I'm like immediately. Like the only reason I stopped is because I think I had something to do. Like I would have kept going. It is deranged. <laughs> like it goes so fast. It goes very. Too. You're fast. like whoa, 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 whoa. They're already like getting engaged. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens in like the first episode. And it's edited it's crazy. really well. It's very compelling, and they end every single episode on enough of a cliffhanger that you want to keep going. And oh my god, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, fascinating stuff. Truly. Uh, yeah. And if you have any fartheads out there who are listening to uh, Love Is Blind, please reach out to us also i just want to say the love is blind that being the title of the show i know it's a play on the words love is blind but love is blind the expression means you do not see their faults you're blinded to their faults but this is like love is blind they don't see each other and i feel like the contestants on the show don't understand the actual phrase love is blind no i don't think they do you know what i mean i think they're taking it very literally they don't they don't understand the actual phrase but patrick Do we have any beloved patrons that we must kiss? We do, Case. We have your other brother, <gasps> Brady O'Brien. Oh, Brady. Thank you, Brady, for being a patron of the farts. And you know where, I love you know you. where Brady You're my brother. I was your from. best man at your wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's from Minneapolis. Uh, what was Shane's role if you were best man? He's a groomsman. Mm. You didn't do he a co-best the, man uh, situation? <laughs> No co best man. Hired gun. Shane is the mercenary. Hired gun. Hired muscle. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Brady listens from Minneapolis. And Brady would like us to rate uh, Punch Drunk Love. That's his favorite artsy fartsy movie. Oh, fantastic. Seven. I was going to say 7.1. Let's get a clean seven. Let's get a clean seven. Very good. Um, Oh, love Punch Drunk Love. Before we move on to our next patron, did you see um, these comments that Sam Elliott made about uh, Power of the Dog, about how it's not a real Western? Yes, he said something like, how could this woman from New Zealand know anything about Westerns yeah. on the Mark Marin show? It was kind of preposterous. That's all I heard. I didn't look into it. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's a literally that he said, well, insane comment. It's an insane comment for several reasons. I think Westerns are, off, most Westerns, I feel like, are made by people not from America. Yeah. Like, Sergio like Leone. I feel like <laughs> Sergio Leone, Chloe Zhao, she kind of works in Western tropes a little bit like with um the writer um which is about a bull rider um wasn't john ford irish or at least maybe first generation american but i think yeah i it's an i don't know what he was thinking yeah like that is such a crazy thing like sergio leone is literally the most famous western director of all time (laughs) (laughs) very bizarre anyways i just wanted to ask you about that because i'm looking at my old people should not be allowed on social media or on no, podcasts. their opinions just get worse and worse and worse, and they just like shoot themselves in the foot. 
And uh, and we were so excited talking about Catherine Ross being married to him last mm-hmm. week. Remember yes. that? That was we were like we're less excited yeah, now. Exactly. Sam Elliott. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But anyways, also, it's kind of pertinent in a way because the movie we're talking about today, we'll talk about. There's a character who had a uh, foot and mouth interview in the movie. Yes, it's kind true. of like. I don't know if Sam Elliott regrets his comments. He's probably annoyed at the backlash of it all, but or maybe he's not. Maybe he's completely unaffected. Maybe he has no idea. I don't know. It's Sam Elliott. <laughs> Uh, Who is our other patron of the farts? Our other patron of the farts case is someone that's very well known to the broader uh, fart head community. Uh, Very well known. This person goes by one giant eye. Now, one giant eye, he would also be a, uh, he would also be given execution powers, I believe, in the cult. Yes, one giant Uh, eye would be one of our lieutenants up there with Gita and Dan, uh, Dan Rarig. Yep. Um, I think we bestowed execution powers to Dan Rarig, I think, too, right? My cousin who's not a I cousin. I don't remember if we did, but throw... Sure, Retroactive we're th- we're th- execution th- powers. Yeah, we're throwing it yeah. out so there. Gita, sure. can, I think Luce and Katie Walsh also have the power to uh, execute yeah. people. Uh, lieutenants there are, in the cult. <laughs> quite a few people that have a pretty scary amount of power in the cult. <laughs> but one giant eye... I know, we're about to get overthrown in the cult. We actually have... Uh, yeah, we've spread out the power too much now, and we need to claim some One of giant eye is also our minister of propaganda... Uh, yes, 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 yes. That's all of our. Uh, he's done some extraordinary artwork depicting us in various. Oh, the most, the best, <laughs> the best artwork. It's uh, incredible. It makes my heart so happy every time I see even his ridiculous photoshops. Yeah, you- <laughs> he photoshopped us on Butch Casting the Sundance Kid, which I thought was great. And also, yeah, he he was very uh, active in the getting wild things on the uh, on our. Uh, recalibration yeah, he episode. campaigned heavily like he was like and i thank him for that yes. he was fighting the good he fight. was like the uh the soros or the um what's on the other side the coke brothers uh the soros on the dem side oh, don't the coke. put that on one giant eye the coke well, brothers they were, he was this isn't nefarious it was a thumb on the scales <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> i'm just kidding as if we needed it no oh i beat your ass <laughs> shut up uh one giant eye is from candy bunk port Maine. Uh, You've been there? I have, yeah. It's, it rules. God. It's beautiful. Incredible place. Next time you pass through, hit up One Giant yeah, Eye. Yeah, I will. Hopefully this summer. Have some Allagash White. Hopefully this summer. Uh, and One Giant Eye wants us to do Fantastic Planet, which embarrassingly I have Fuck. not seen. I have not seen it either. It's on our list. It's, it is in our spreadsheet mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, and Fuck. I think One Giant Eye said they, they put it on at a, a dinner party with friends and kids were over, and I think it... All of a sudden, they looked Played over, well. and uh, it was uh, not a huge hit with the parents. Oh, that, really? With the parents, oh, okay. <laughs> the children. That were there. Was there some like sexual content? No, I think it's just very bizarre. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I was gonna say eight point three. Okay, we'll both do eight point three. I do need to say I, I, I'm now upset with myself. I, I don't think one giant eye is like Coke or Soros. My point was that he was campaigning heavily and it was, was tongue-in-cheek I, basically <laughs> i want to be one giant eye's favorite so i don't want to say anything that's going to offend him no oh, you think he'll just forget that and you think i'll edit that out <laughs> please edit it one out. giant eye doesn't <laughs> one giant eye sees just all like, patrick <laughs> campaigning for his affection <laughs> one giant eye sincerely thank you so yeah, much thank you it's so awesome having someone that you know participates in the podcast and listens to the show and uh he's just a great guy he's literally one really like probably like one of our like biggest fans we're extremely thankful for his support well i don't know how i mean we're not that big a part of his life i doubt but I like say, you know well, he said i said you said he was like one you said he was one of our biggest fans yeah, he's one of our biggest fans i mean I don't want to assert that word that make like he's a he's a huge supporter of the show, but maybe he's like, oh yeah, it's just like a funny thing I listen to. Okay, I don't want to ascribe that. That's fine. Personal just swung back him. to me because I'm saying. That. Oh shit! <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, one giant eye. Thank you, Brady. Yes, thank uh, you, everyone. Patrick. Oh, if you want to become a patron of the farts, if you're a new listener, if you lit, hopped on with the Iffy Waddy Way episode, which we got a lot of new listeners after he was on, uh, become a patron of the farts at patreon.com slash pod. It's five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode. Plus, there's other fun little goodies that we're throwing up there. Good convos mm-hmm. happening. Yes, uh, Luce's letterbox rundown idea was fantastic. Did you see how yeah. much engagement there was? Big hit. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, everyone who's contributing to that. It was super fun to read. Uh, it was really cool to go through and see what everyone was watching because a lot of stuff I hadn't even heard of 
which is like kind of yeah, embarrassing. We, to so admit, we're but. doing a participate like uh, people are doing their letterbox rundown on the Patreon. Uh, and you can join in on that because it's a great way to get new movie wrecks. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, now, Patrick, are you going to remember to post that every week? Yes. And it's funny. I was supposed to post it today. Uh, <gasps> and then cousin Joey Daddy Boy uh, commented and said, where is the next letterbox rundown? So I'll do it, well, I'll do it tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay. But it's on my agenda. Okay. Very good. Um, we also got a new five-star review. From Terry Bindler. Hmm. Wonder if he's related to the bundler. <laughs> you. Uh, Terry Bindler. Great production. Great content. Super likable. Smart. Well-spoken hosts with, hosts with really good chemistry. If you like to dabble in films that are a bit off the beaten path, this is the podcast for you. Ooh. Thank you, Terry Bindler. Thank you, Terry Bindler. What a great, succinct review. And if anybody else wants to get a five star, give us a five-star review, it really helps the show. And uh, help elevate us. I want to really... Uh, kind of what's the word i want to emphasize terry bindler's point about the production case you do a very good job with the production of the show oh thanks it sounds it sounds good when i listen back to it i'm very impressed it sounds very professional so thank, thank you, you for your thank you for all your efforts in that regard i am a podcast professional so it should sound pretty mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. uh yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be great you. for your I brand appreciate that. The podcast sounded like shit oh wow this sucks <laughs> i get fired for that that would be horrible patrick Letterboxed rundown. What you got, big boy? Not a great week. Not a great week. I had friends and I had Chris, my friends, Christian Walter, in town from Oakland this weekend. Uh, so we were just kind of exploring Austin. I watched. Uh, you have too many friends. Uh, I've never heard of these. people. You've heard of Christian Walter? Absolutely. They're at my. I have. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to keep track. No. Your little black book must be a Bible. It's no, huge. No, there's really. I feel like I. Don't, I feel like I don't have many at all. I feel like it's a very. I feel like you have more. You have more. No, friends. you have too many. Mm-hmm. That is false. I don't know. I'm trying to cut down <laughs> on my friends. <laughs> keep me. Keep me around. <laughs> keep me around. <laughs> uh, the only one that I watch. Well, we host a podcast together. I don't know if I need to keep you as a friend. We're just business associates. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, people know that we'll probably, well, that we're going to do a Oscar episode. So in prep for that, I watched, uh, I'm making, oh, I yeah. watched uh, King Richard is the only one I watched this week. What'd you think? I haven't seen it. Um, I had very low expectations and I'd say it very, very slightly moderately exceeded them. I think it's a I would above say- average it is an average, average, slightly above average movie. It just seems like kind of a classic Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited to see that. I'm not excited to see Belfast. No, Belfast. I'm not excited to see Coda. Same. I'm not excited to see Don't Look Up. Same. But I'm going to watch all four of those movies. I am in the same boat. All the ones I am not super keen on seeing. Um, They just don't excite me. I'll watch them and who knows, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, but... Well, we're we're art house snobs. True. We want the highest quality of cinema and... I don't know when something's a little bit vanilla or there isn't uh, non-simulated sex in it. We all remember when Green Book won Best Picture. They go back and forth because like Parasite won the year before, I think, or I can't I think remember Parasite the year. But won it's the like year after Green Book. Did you? I didn't even see Green like, Book. Did you? No, I didn't. But it's like you know, it's like um, Blue. Oh God damn! What's the name of the? Oh, okay, Moon. Oh, Moonlight. What is the name of that? Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. It's. I love that. I movie. love Moonlight. It's like Moonlight won, and then it's like all right. They got it right. And then Green Book won, and you're like, ooh, they got it yeah. wrong again. And then it was like Parasite won. It's like, oh, they got yeah. it right. It's like they kind of go back <laughs> yeah, and forth. Yeah, that's true. So. I guess you got to give them some credit. So you, did you, not, you didn't watch any movies? Just King Richard. King Richard. Yeah. Okay, I just watched one movie, too, and it was Censor. Have you heard of this movie? Mm, I don't think so. It's Censor, great, Patrick. Censor, S-E-N-S-O-R, or C-N-S-U-R-E? C-E-N-S-O-R. C-E-N-S-O-R? C-E-N-S-O-R, like censorship. Oh, oh, there's, I forgot there's three different spellings of censor. The other one, I guess, is censor. Censor is awesome. Okay. Is it a documentary? You would love it, my man. No, it's not. I'll read. It takes place in the 80s, and it's a British film censor who, you know, do you know what the video nasties are? Yeah, absolutely. She's like in charge of being a censor for video nasties, Ooh. and it kind of, it's really good. It sounds really and it's cool. it's vibey as fuck. When did this dude, come out? It's vibey as fuck. <laughs> Last year. Huh. I can't believe you that was even it. on my it, radar. Where'd you watch it? It's on Hulu. Hulu has some... Oh, f- I need to stop mentioning Hulu because every time I mention Hulu, someone 
comes after me and says, oh, Pat out here carrying water for Hulu. And I'm not like some big Hulu stand. They just have some. Who's, who is saying this? Your cousins? Sammy Lawboy and other. You need to spend less time with your family and all of these friends. <laughs> They're too mean to you. <laughs> just spend time with me, who's always nice to you. <laughs> That's true. You have a history of being very kind to me. Very patient. <laughs> But Sensor is awesome. It feels like it should be in... It, it feels like it should have been at Fantastic Fest. Like, this feels like... It's like prime Fantastic Fest type Any movie. notable actors? Actors? Yeah. None. Mm. You would not recognize a soul. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. Check it out. Cool. I'm going to add that to my watch list right now. What? You need to watch it tomorrow. Okay. Cool. This is great. I probably won't watch it tomorrow because I'm trying to get through. It's almost like I'm trying to get through all the best picture stuff so I can just not. The broccoli. Yeah. Eat yeah, your vegetables. Exactly. So you and can then get the dessert. Eat a little scoop of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Patrick, we got to move okay, on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Let's go. Fart. This is Fart House. We watch the artsiest, fartsiest films that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're talking about a movie that has a great art house title, I feel like. The Worst Person in the World. We'll discuss the worst person in the world and subject it to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable this movie really is. Now, normally I ask you a question, but it would not it would not be applicable to this Mm-mm. because this movie just came out and is in theaters, and I saw this in the theaters. Same. But... Do you own any other movies by the director Joaquin Trier? No, but I have seen um, Reprise, uh, which is, I believe, his debut film. And then uh, the other one, is, it's like a date. It's like Oslo. Um, yeah, August 31st or something like yes. that. Yeah. So I've seen those two movies and, and really, really enjoyed those. Um, yes, and famously, you and Katie Walsh hit it off and kicked me out of the zoom room as you two were talking about it because I basically wasn't there. I was surprised uh, that you hadn't seen either of those films, especially reprise. I'm reprise is human. like right up your alley. I am a human I and I make mistakes and I have not an animal. No, 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 no. Do you know what that's from? Patrick, let me do the impression. Oh, okay, do it. I'm a human. <laughs> I'm not an animal. You've all been so nice to me. That's my elephant man impression. <laughs> you put in, you put in the elephant man clip when he says that. Hello, so well that a beautiful woman. You've all been so nice to me. That's pretty good, right? It's right on. It's really good. Do you know Brad- Bradley Cooper played Elephant Man on Broadway some number of years ago? Yes, that Elephant Man where they have no prosthetics and he's just kind of like walking around with his elbows akimbo. Yeah. Yes, I've seen the stills of it. I don't, I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. Very good. Uh, Patrick, I'm just going to do a quick, very brief. Wait, wait I want to know, where did you watch this? How was your viewing experience? Did you have any popcorn? Yes, I'm so glad you asked this because I wanted to share and I want to know about your experience. Uh, Leah and I watched it at the Alamo Draft House, South Lamar in Austin. Uh, we had, Leah had the grilled chicken sandwich. I had the angry pepperoni pizza and Mm. followed it up with, uh, some popcorn and had a couple brews. Patrick, this is, this is, uh, kismet. I also saw it at Alamo Draft House. Did you reinstate your pass? I got a pass. I got a season pass. No, I, we're working off this huge gift card that Brady gave us. Oh, cool. Nice. So, uh... I got their pretzel, which is my favorite thing there. Mm-hmm. The soft pretzel with the cheese. Delicious. Uh, got a few beers. Had the popcorn. It was awesome. Do you remember the... Fucking what time awesome. did you get there? Do you remember the pre-movie uh, entertainment? Like the... They, they play... What, there was what? this song called like, I'm a Potato. Did you happen to see that? Yes. It was like a weird animated potato and then some, I guess, Scandinavian woman singing about potatoes. It was great. Hmm. I when I saw Licorice Pizza there, they had a little documentary before about all the references in Licorice yes. Pizza, and it really helped my viewing mm-hmm. of the I movie. Did, I unfortunately so. I missed that, but I heard about it. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it was great. Cool. I love Alamo Drafthouse. I love it so much. It's fantastic. Okay, Patrick, I'm just gonna do a brief synopsis mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Julie, played by Renat Rensva. 
I have no idea how to, I think that's how you say your name, is a young woman living in Oslo, Norway. This is a Norwegian film, I should say. She is trying to find herself. She is in her mid to late 20s, into her 30s. She changes careers several times. She's in medical school. She's a photographer. She goes into psychology. She works at a bookstore. She's an essayist. She's trying to find herself, okay? I can identify she with also that. Tries I identify too. I identified with a lot of this movie. She also tries to find herself by throwing herself into relationships. Uh, one of the more prominent relationships in the movie is uh, an older man. She's like 30. He's 44. He's a famous graphic novelist. Axel, played by Anders Danielson Lee. Um, she eventually cheats on him with a simple and kind man, Technically, Ivan. she didn't. Technically, no, but... There's, there's a, a whole sequence know. about what they're, whether or not they're cheating. It's kind of they play this flirtatious game at a party. Yes. Um, which but she's she's looking... Her eyes are wandering. Her In in the parlance of Love Island, her head was turned. <laughs> um, it was definitely... If you're in a committed relationship, it's definitely some misbehavior. Because there's, there's this whole scene where they're like, we're not cheating. Our mouths are getting really close, but we're not cheating. Yeah. And then they watch each <laughs> other. Oh, we're talking about they this. watch each other pee. Watch each so other they see pee. each other naked. Yeah, and they're like, this isn't cheating. Is this cheating? I don't think this is yeah, cheating. Yeah, if you and saw Trisha, I, like if Trisha said, oh, I watched this guy pee, what would you think? And he watched me pee? Yeah. I would say, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? <laughs> uh, but just to round out the synopsis, Julie, she's never able to find that contentment but what is this missing piece to find happiness we'll see <laughs> that's my synopsis now that's good the synopsis of this movie made sounds kind of like a meandering boring movie but it is not no. patrick i adored this film so it I. might I be it. my favorite movie of the year it's so good it was amazing and i don't know really where to start so i'm just gonna do my do you care where i start with my thoughts well, I was just going to say, it's one of those movies where I left the theater and I wanted to yell, life is for the living. <laughs> I agree with that a thousand percent. And I identify, I think, have you ever felt like, this isn't what I was going to say before, but this is actually a good thing to bring up now. Have you ever felt like the worst person in the world? All the time. Same. That's why it's an apt title. She's not the worst person in the world. No. This isn't some sort of villain Joker situation. She just feels like the worst person in exactly. the world. And I have felt that way. I think this is the kind of movie that, like, literally everyone should see this movie. At least everyone from our generation. Like, it's like... Absolutely. No, all the boomers should, yeah, too. Boomers so they should could learn too. a little thing called empathy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because... It's so identifiable to feel like you're a shithead at any given point, either in your career and you're in your relationship or um, in your relationship to yourself. And uh, yeah. this movie conveys that really well. And without judging any of the characters, every character, there are times when you think a character is an asshole or a piece of shit and then... The movie like colors it in a little bit more, and you're like, uh, they're they're. It's not like nothing is binary, like good and bad, you know. Yeah, gray, gray, gray. It's all areas. about embracing the gray. Gray. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I feel like there's so much. I mean, basically, I feel like the movie kind of ends with the feeling like no one else, and your like your job, will never make you happy. Mm -hmm. Like. It will never, like, even if you get the perfect job that you wanted, it, that will not, you still will, if you're an unhappy person, you'll be unhappy when you have your perfect job. Mm -hmm. And same goes for a relationship. If you find the perfect relationship and you're still not, you, only you can make yourself happy. That's what I sort of took away from the movie. And there were so many, like, you know, she bounces around. She's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I certainly was like that in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And she's like 30 working in a bookstore. And I just remember being so embarrassed working in a restaurant when I didn't want to be. It was the only job I could get. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I, I related to her. I related to Julie. Part of me feels a lot. like job embarrassment to this day. Like I, I've just like, I don't make a lot of money yeah. and it's not particularly interesting. And there's, I don't like, if you're at a party, are you embarrassed? Yeah. To I'm, tell I'm people vaguely your embarrassed. Job? Yeah. It's not yeah. like, I have, which that. is not, which shouldn't be a thing you know you shouldn't worry about that i know but it is what it is but 
you know what was interesting? Did you notice, sir, towards the beginning of the movie, Julie is going to like this family retreat sort of thing in the country with, is it Axel? Is that his name? Axel, Axel yeah. It reminded me of my cabin vacations with my Absolutely beautiful. Family. It looks so gorgeous. Which as reminded me of my cabin. Evan Storlin, patron of the farts, mentioned Oslo or Norway is the Minnesota yeah. of Europe. I wonder if Evan Storlin thought seen of our. This. Did you think of him? I did. I thought of our pal hmm. in Oslo. I wish I. And I say, why hasn't he asked us to visit? I, <laughs> I wish I had thought of him earlier. I just thought of him just now. You, apparently, you are. Yeah. You're more attuned. But what I was going to say was, um, there's this scene where presumably one of Axel's siblings. It wasn't totally clear who was his sisters and who were his brothers, but I think they were siblings. Yeah. One of them is asking um, Julie like about her career, and yes. her spouse says, "Oh, that's not re- that like." That's not really an appropriate question. And they acknowledged that used to not be something they had to worry about when they were younger. It's like something that as folks have gotten older, like as generations have progressed, it's like, that's such a common question to ask. Oh, what is it that you do? What is your career? What is your job? And I, these people are a little older than the main character too. And I like that. that, I like the fact that that question, I, I think it should go back to being a taboo question. I don't think that should be a question that people ask. Personally. Yeah, because then you judge them on like, oh, what do you do? Oh, that's what you do. I'm more interested in mm-hmm. you now. Ooh. Yeah. And if someone volunteers it, fine. You're a podcaster? <laughs> Ooh, you're hot. You know? I'm sick that's of That's really the reaction. <laughs> Usually it's like, oh, um, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I don't listen to I've podcasts. Heard, I've, I read about podcasts <laughs> in the New York Times. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Um, Have you ever heard of this podcast that I work on? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I also don't know how to, like, I feel like, at least with your job, you can explain it. I can't even explain my job. Like, it's just like. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. You shouldn't have to be like, this is what I do. And they'll be like, okay, I've taken that information in and uh, I'm judging you for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it just sucks. I hate, just work sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. Right. Work does suck. Yeah. Work sucks. Work sucks. I know. Didn't this movie make you want to go to Oslo, though? Speaking of getting our invite from our pal in Oslo, oh, yeah. we, I would go. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it I looks was like, like, Europe, summertime. The perfect city, the perfect country. Everything about yeah. it seemed incredible. Also, everyone is somehow like fit and beautiful. And I know it's a movie, but even still, everyone looked like fit and beautiful. No, that's how everyone is in Scandinavia, I think. Everyone was super hot and, it's and like, taut. And I don't know, again, I don't know if this is because it's a movie, but what's the name of the guy that she she leaves Axel for? Ivand? Ivand. He's a uh, he's a barista at a coffee shop and seems content yeah. with his life and is actually able to make a living as that. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that's... It's hard to discern because sometimes you'll see a movie, you know, where they're like a marketing assistant and they're living in like a two-bedroom in Manhattan, but... Yes. But I'm I'm <laughs> I kind of feel like this is a you more think realistic. You think it's true? You think it's Yeah, true? I think this is a more realistic depiction. Could be totally I, there's wrong. There's a part it's interesting because Julie, you know, she obviously has embarrassment about what her job is working in a bookstore and like her not being as successful as Axel, who's her boyfriend, but then later she and I think that's part of the reason she breaks up with him because he's so successful and she wanted to be successful and isn't. Mm-hmm. And she feels badly about that. So she ends up with Ivan who's a barista, and then she gets mad at him for not being, what is it? Not like, being ambitious uh, enough. And Yeah, she yells at him for not being ambitious mm-hmm. enough, and she says something really mean, like, I like she says something and insults him, and he just says, that's really mean, and I don't know what to say. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I feel like normally in movies, it's like everyone has these cutting back and forth, but she says something really cutting, and he's just like, that's so mean. Yeah, it was like heartbreaking. It's like felt. Yeah, it was so heartbreaking because he's so earnest. I guess I'm undermining kind of what I. Well, not actually, but this is more just a topic of discussion. But um, if you had to, who do you think? Who did you? I guess who did who did you like better, Ivan or Axel? Like if you had to. Uh, I think I'd wanna. I think I'd want to marry Ivan. He's in very caring mm-hmm. and sweet, and Axel. I like. He's very smart and he's caring too, but. I don't know. He's got a little bit of that. He, there, you know, he gets in trouble with a radio interview talking about, oh, these feminists, blah, blah, yes, blah. Yes, so going back to how we mentioned Sam Elliott and Power of the Dog, Axel gives this yes. really horrid radio interview talking about... This is after they broke up, too. So she, like, sees it on the news. Yes. She's like, eee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in a way, is, like, kind of vindicating. It's like, 
Yeah, totally. Well, you know, so Julie breaks up with Axel, and yes. Axel kind of says something like, "You'll." Oh, that's right. You do see his penis. Oh, yeah. we're spoiling a little bit sad of the. Penis. Uh, did you say sad penis? It was a very sad <laughs> penis because he got broke up and with, and it he's just staring at her as she's leaving, and he's his penis is it's just there. It's one of the sadder it's... penises in cinematic history. Yeah, Not a comment said, I would on say the it's probably... appearance, but just it's uh it's attitude. no. The penis was doing some acting, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> It was projecting sadness, heartbreak. I agree. Uh, But I forget forget what I was going to say. Something about Julie, Axel. Oh, he says, no, no, no. I I, I remember it. She says, or he says something like, you're kind of going to, you're going to regret this, or you might wake up and realize you threw away something important. And then I think this, is this a movie that we can kind of do spoiler alert? for because it's like it's in yeah theaters. i think so because it's new yes. yes so spoiler alert uh scrub a little bit ahead i guess if you don't want to hear this two minutes yeah two minutes yeah sure just two minutes so it turns out oh this is what i was going to say at the top so it turns out axel has terminal cancer and casey what did you first think when you heard that i don't know sad i don't i don't i, didn't I have rolled my eyes about that. i thought it was a needless plot point designed to oh, make really? us feel a certain way when it first was introduced. Wow. Yeah. But then you're such a pessimist. Patrick. Well, I get, I mean, because I feel like cancer is just like, it's just like a, like low it's hanging kind of fruit a, kind yeah. of like, Oh yeah. Way for you. drama. But then, you know, she goes to him during one of his treatments and they go on a walk and a lot of the move end of the movie is them hanging out together and him, sort of thinking about life exactly and it's very sad it's very sad and it's kind (laughs) of like it was a vehicle for conveying filmmaker ideas without being i don't know in my opinion without like it was a nice vehicle for conveying ideas without being too on the nose like he talks about how he's all he has is to look backwards he watches the same things there's there's no future for him because he has terminal cancer and so it's just like he doesn't give a fuck he's just looking yeah he listens to the same music watches the same movies and all he has is that and he talks about living among the things too that was interesting too yeah it i really liked how their relationship it was just like a lot like they have a lot of love it was very mature and it was just like we loved each other we still love each other but we're not together romantically, but like she's here for him when he's dying, mm-hmm. you know? I also liked, but then it's an odd thing too, because she's not there when he dies. Like the family is there. Like mm-hmm. she's not really, she's not family. So she wouldn't be there when he dies, but like she spent a lot of time with him in his last days. Right. It's just interesting. You know what I appreciated too, was like, they kind of vacillated between portraying him as a really like nice understanding guy. And then also, a bit of a dick, like a bit of a possessive dick. Like he would say something very nice and understanding to her. And then he would say yeah. something very um, condescending to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was both. It was both things. You know what? Uh, this is in my letterboxed review. I don't know if you saw it, but I felt like this in some ways is like a sequel to Francis Ha. Mm, I could see that. That is a fantastic Because I comp. feel like Francis Ha is kind of like 25 to 27, and then this is like 27 to like 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to, this is probably an obvious thing to say, but, and also a spoiler, uh, I like to that she doesn't end up with, with anyone in particular. It's not about her. Yes. With a partner, with a guy. It is her on her own and finding some degree of contentment with herself. And Trisha liked, she pointed this out. She's like, I like that she went back to photography because that was like one of her passing fancies when she's trying to like find Mm -hmm. herself, but she went back to it and then pursued it and was working as a set photographer. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Life is for the living. (laughs) That's what I felt. What was your favorite sequence? Mine was when she pressed, cause there's like a fantastical sequence where she presses pause mm. and the world pauses and she's running through Oslo and spends the day with Ivan in this like frozen time. And it was beautiful. That was very good. Fuck. Um, this movie was a beautiful. It was a really beautiful. I thought it was shot. So it well. looked gorgeous and it experimented kind of stylistically too with, with the um, sequence that you just mentioned, but also there's like a brief yes. animation sequence. Um, yeah, actually worked out really well. So 
Axel, her first love, has a cartoon named uh, Bobcat. Who remember they they say at one point he has one of the most iconic buttholes of all time. Is that what yeah, they said? Yeah, because Axel is upset because uh, Hollywood has purchased the rights to his his graphic novel based on this character Bobcat. It's kind of like a Fritz. Yeah, the it's cat like a Fritz the Cat character. character. And uh, it's been sanitized by Hollywood and turned into this... Uh, Typical. <laughs> this ridiculously... Like, kind of a Crash Bandicoot-looking sort of character. And uh, they've gotten rid of his butthole. And he's very upset that you can't see Bobcat's butthole <laughs> anymore. And he's, he laments that one of the most iconic buttholes of all time isn't in the movie <laughs> of uh, it's Bobcat. A shame. It's a shame. It's a true That's tragedy, a yeah. Uh, just to think about this movie, it was nominated for Best International Feature Film at the uh, this coming Academy Awards, and it was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which I thought was Ooh, cool. It got that's a little cool. like I feel like when uh, f- you know an international film gets a little bit more love, like this year's movie, uh, Ride My Drive My Car, Drive My Car, mm-hmm. that got Best Picture. Not so it's always kind of cool when the best the international film movie can break through in other categories yeah, too I love and i think that. this was a very interesting screenplay because it's broken up into like 12 chapters yeah what did you think of that framing mechanism i thought it's cool i like you it. have done fewer chapters and longer chapters or did you like the short no shorter chapters? it was perfect yeah who am i to <laughs> change yeah. it you know why did you want less um at first 11 at first i would have preferred like six chapters and each one longer but i settled in and i liked the uh 12 chapter approach what did leah think of this movie leah loved it what did trisha think oh, she should have loved it great we all loved, we all it. loved it it's a great movie it's very you know this is where we talk art house movies but this is really an art house movie because it's foreign in a lot of ways i mean there's some unusual things in there but i mean we'll put it through the fartsy test i still think it's totally kind of, understandable kind of fartsy artsy fartsy well what a good segue <laughs> let's get to it This is the fartsy test. This is what you come to listen to. Mm-hmm. This is why you're at it's the, the money show. You, shot. There's, there's a lot of banter. This is the money shot, the butthole shot. <laughs> this is the test that is used to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but far more important. Were there any disorienting sound design choices? I'd say yes, because there's like a mushroom psychedelic scene that and then was the, cool the pausing scene oh, i did like it too i was very impressed with how they portrayed that i thought they did a good job of they didn't lean into tropes of stupid no. tropes. oh which of, reminds it me it was actually very funny we did not talk at all about julie's dad who is a total piece of shit who refuses to come visit her in oslo because the parking is too bad <laughs> i <laughs> you know what i related to the dad no the dad was a piece of shit and it's like yeah, yeah, coming down there, it's uh, parking. Yeah. Like you have to pay for parking every for thirty minutes. It's like you suck. Yeah. What if your parents refuse to visit you in LA because they have to pay for parking? I have an ex girlfriend who I won't say who, but her parents were going to come see my apartment for the first time. It was a big deal. I cleaned my apartment, and I was like, I think I had a bottle of wine ready for them to come over. They drove to the apartment. They couldn't find parking. And they turned around and left. And they never came in. That and is extraordinary. I was like, where are they? And like, she was on the phone with them. She was like, they couldn't find parking, so they left. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It wasn't a particularly... No, it's, it was a very parking-friendly street. Uh, I know that's true. It's not... There's worse streets. But it's not that friendly. It was in Silver Lake. Yeah. It was very friendly. It was on a cul-de-sac. <sighs> It was more so than other streets, for sure. Are you defending these no, people? No, absolutely not, because they could easily find one, like, a block or two away. But I'm just saying, sometimes that cul-de-sac could be... I'm not defending them at all. There's no excuse for that. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Is there suicide? No. No, no suicide. Would you say this is yeah, a funny no movie? Did you, find, did you find it funny? Would my laughter suggest it was a funny movie? Because I was laughing. Yeah, I was having a good time. I thought time. it was funny, too. I mean, it's, it was serious, too, but it was. I thought it was a funny movie. I, this movie did a good job because, like, sometimes Julie sucks and is bad, mm-hmm. but you're always rooting for her. Yeah. Can I read you one of my favorite Letterboxd reviews? Yeah, I would love that. For this movie? Who posted it? Anyone we know? No, it's, not, it's a comedian. 
Her name is Claire O'Kane. She's a good follow. She's a good follow on Letterboxd. She just got hired, actually, at SNL. Oh, cool. To be a writer there. This is her review. And I'm over here like, she doesn't seem that bad. It's just that? Yeah. That's pretty good, I guess. No. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? Yes, there is a there penis. There is a penis. Sad. Very sad. It's a penis. <laughs> the saddest, cinema's saddest penis. <laughs> the saddest penis in the world. It was effective, though, because he's like, has a shirt on and his pants, because they had just had like breakup mm-hmm. sex, and then... She walks out the door and he's just nude. Which that sounds there. awful to me personally. Breakup sex. I would never conduct. I don't. Such under, I mean, you'd have to be behavior. impossibly horny. I would think, but th- that's just me. I guess I'm just. Maybe being there's funny. some horniness in the tragedy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, he gets off on that. Are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? Patrick, what do you think? Not really. Do you think so? No, not no. really. Watching each other pee was kind of weird, but whatever. yeah, I would say no. Really, ultimately, to that question. Very good. Can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? Saw the 645 screening uh, and was alert and engaged the entire time. And I think if you were to watch it after that, you would still be engaged. Probably started at night. Have you ever fallen asleep in a movie theater? Yes. Uh, I fell asleep the first time I was at the Alamo Draft House South Lamar when I was visiting Tom and Morgan when they first moved there. I went to go see yeah. Handmaiden by myself. Um, okay. And uh, I fell asleep during that. About a half. But in my defense, why were you so tired? Well, because we had just flown to Austin and it was like the uh, 1045 screening and it's like a two and a half hour movie. This is one of the dangers of bundling mm-hmm. that you crash and burn at a site of one of, you know, one of your bundles. Yeah. So <laughs> bundle crash site. <laughs> bundle crash site. It's not safe. We don't recommend yeah, it. No. Oh, and I also fell asleep one time at the, uh, Cine family. They were doing a Hellraiser triple feature, and oh I fell asleep God. in the third one. I fell asleep going seeing Bellatar's uh, Verkmeister Symphonies, oh my God. which is like oh, Verkmeister Harmonies. How long is that? Yeah. Where did you see that? You went and saw that in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. So I went. When and I went why to did Cine you do to see? I went to go see Verkmeister Harmonies by Bellatar, which. Maybe he might be the most boring filmmaker of all time. I mean, he's in the running. He's at least nominated. The movie is 145 minutes, which doesn't sound that long. Well, actually, that is. That's like two and a half hours. That's pretty long. But it's like his shortest movie. Mm -hmm. And I believe this movie only has like, what is it? Like 70 cuts in the entire movie. Like, it's so slow. And I fell asleep several times. I guess. But... (laughs) God, I was falling asleep through this whole movie, and I had just gotten off work, working as like in dish as a dishwasher, and I was just like, "Oh, and in telly? fuck!" Oh, that's how long ago you saw it? Yeah. Uh, what a nightmare that was. I was <laughs> snoozing immediately. Uh, is there an inordinate amount of milling about? So much so this could be retitled the 2013 comedy starring Jason Sudeikis, "We're the Millers." I don't think so. Yeah, this is a tricky one. There's a lot of. I guess actually yes, because it is. It has some like before sunrise, yeah, yeah, vibes. Like to there's, it. there's 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 a fair amount talking. of like dialogue, but it's not a very I don't know. It's not very propulsive. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> poster titillation level. Mm. I think it's high. Really, I say medium because I can see this poster. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm saying, saying high because it's like worst person in the world, and then it's like this girl running down the street. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. I'm titillated. Hmm. People, Trisha said that people say she looks like Dakota Johnson. I don't see I it. see that. I think she kind of looks like Dakota Johnson. You don't see it at all? No, I disagree. Not really, huh. no. She looked like someone else, too, that I was trying to put my finger on. Maybe that's who I was thinking of, but there was someone else I thought she looked like while I was watching it. She kind of looks like the Sprint Mobile girl. Mm, I could see that, yeah. Is it Sprint? I think it's... Is that what she does? I think it's AT&T. Mm. It's the AT&T girl. I know that actress's Didn't name. she go to LMU? No. Or is it the T-Mobile girl that went to LMU? Didn't one of those... AT&T. Called it. wrong. Called it. All right. Patrick, what are you going to give this movie a score? I'm having a hard time with this Me one. Me too, but I think I have one. Do you want me to go? Please. 6.4. 6.4. That's a great score. I'm going to steal okay. it. Okay. 6.4, mine too. Yeah, because it's... I mean, it's an artsy movie. Mm-hmm. It's foreign. Mm-hmm. Norwegian. There aren't that many movies that come out of Norway. And I like to see it. Yeah. I like to see Norwegian representation. Me too. It's not just 
the movie Frozen there. Right. Does Frozen know? take place in Norway? Oh, yep. I didn't know that. You've seen Frozen? I've never... I have not oh, seen Frozen. Me neither. I'm too... I missed that completely. I I would have had to have sought that out. There was zero opportunity ever for me to watch that movie. Uh, does your does your niece talk yet? Yeah, she's D- chatting up Does she storm. watch... Has she watched any movies? Well, she loves Frozen. Oh, she loves Frozen. Okay, that's basically what I was going to ask. She likes... You know what she loves? Moana? My Little Sky. You're going to like what? this. She's a Halloween freak. The movie she Halloween? She spooky or just, stuff. Oh, okay. Patrick... Do you think <laughs> I meant the movie Halloween? I don't know. We might have talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> no, not Halloween. The movie Halloween the Holiday. She loves spooky stuff. Like, what's what's she the Adam loves... Sandler Halloween movie that you were f- foolishly Ooh, defending? Movie Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> Great film. Maybe I'll watch that again. Do not. Halloween next and year. if you do, don't Great mention film. it to me. It's irritating. Oh my God! You're such a fucking snob. <laughs> you are the you are the true snob. We just talked about you love is the blind for snob. 45 minutes a couple seconds ago. Yeah, but it's like, haha, irony. Is it funny that <laughs> no, I like this? No, I don't I really. Love, I, love, I genuinely love Love Is Blind. I think it's a great show. But yeah, she loves Halloween and she loves Frozen. Okay. So and there you have that's it. That's that. <laughs> there you have it, Patrick. What movie are we watching next week? Please tell me. Bat and think. Okay. I <laughs> You don't remember that line delivery? This movie I have a hard time. By with Seth Lerner. I think that's how he delivers I it. I did not really like it when I saw it. And it's at the bottom of Coen Brothers movies for me. To me, it's it's down there with Miller's Crossing, which is probably my least favorite. That is uh, in this is you are revealing what? so much of yourself to me right now that, that it's I also almost, don't really didn't really connect with Inside Lewin Davis. Oh my god. You might be torpedoing our entire podcast with these takes. Or, or... Oh, God, what's next? What's next? They're raising me up because I'm brave enough to say what I am the voice for the voiceless. I don't know, man. Why don't you have an opinion that's not the common opinion, Patrick? I think Try I, that <laughs> on for size. I think I do. I, I, didn't, I didn't like uh, My Dinner with Andre. Uh, the saddest music in the world. Uh, those are like those are two those are those are two outside the norm i'll give you barton very fink. miller's crossing and inside lewin davis kind of surprised me i'll give you barton fink but what's your favorite we'll get into this next yeah, week we'll get into it next we'll week. we'll talk about our favorite i love barton fink though we'll talk about our favorite coen brothers movies we'll talk about everything coen you know what i will ask but we're gonna uh, talk about barton i'll fink. ask leah if she can ask her dad if she has any ethan coen um Contact information. Let's get Ethan Cohen on the pod. Yeah, let's see if we can get Ethan Cohen on here. (laughs) He didn't direct the tragedy to Macbeth. So he's got a bunch of free time. (laughs) Probably, right? Very good, Patrick. That is our show, Fart House. We did it again. Can you believe it? No. Can you believe it? Can Uh, you believe it? Patrick, we have a Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's Fart House Pod. Mm -hmm. We also have an Instagram, Patrick. Did you know that? It's Fart House Pod. Also, you have an Instagram Mm -hmm. at PR Mallon. You have a Twitter at Patrick R. Mallon. You have a letterboxed at PR Mallon. Yeah. And I'm Casey Lee O'Brien on all services. If you want to become a patron of the farts, go to patreon.com slash farthousepod. Join the cult. The letterbox There's rundown is for everyone super in the fun. cult. People are becoming best friends Very over there. Very fun. There's a lot of stuff on there. You can hear our bonus episodes. This month, March, guess what? <laughs> Leprechaun. I can't wait. And you have or have and not seen Leprechaun? I've never okay, seen it. Okay, cool. Oh, I'll be watching that this weekend. That'll be Excellente. Fun. And if you are a patron of the fart and you want to pick the movie we discuss on the show, Venmo Patrick at Patrick Dash Mail and hundred dollars. We have to approve the movie, and it has to be yeah, it, it, it has to be arts or fartsy. But you will sponsor an episode, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Yes, and people like to do. And that. if you would like to check with us before you Venmo us, that of course you know, it's not like a yes, it's not course, like absolutely. a non refundable situation. If if you're thinking about it and you want to make sure it's one that we would accept, run it by us, and we'll let you know. But if we approve it and we roast your fucking movie that you chose. <laughs> like you did with the you fountain. Get your money back. <laughs> like you did with the fountain. Well, <laughs> I call my casino, Patrick. <laughs> that movie, holy cow. I like the fountain. I enjoyed watching it. Um, but that's it, Patrick. Do you have anything else you want to say to me before we go? Say goodbye to each other for another week? No, no, I think, I'm, I think I've had my fill of you. Where are you, thanks, where are you going to eat dinner now? Buona forchetta. 
in uh, what is my that? old stomping grounds in South Park, San Diego. It's a, a Neapolitan pizza place. When you walk in, are they going to be like, Pat? No, no, no. They won't remember me. That place is it like it's it's like a money printing machine. It's so busy all the time. Are there any coffee shops or restaurants that you walk into and they know you by name? Once upon a time, Dark Horse Coffee in Golden Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. Hamilton's. Nowhere in Austin yet? No, nowhere in Austin yet. No, nowhere in Austin. I was thinking there's a place called Little Darlin that I was thinking maybe, but been wearing masks so much that I don't think it's possible for them to. I don't ever want to be a regular, I don't think. Really? I like being a regular. I don't like Why? being a regular. I don't know. I hated all the regulars at all the restaurants I, I worked at. And I <laughs> never want to be one of them. That's the, Never want to be considered enough. one you of them. You hated all of them? I didn't hate all of them. I hated 90% I of them. I didn't hate all of them, but uh, after a period of time, eventually you're going to have some sort of bad run-in with one of them. True. Even the good ones. It's true. And uh, it's hard to forget those. <laughs> Do you remember the guy that was... Uh, yeah, I did hate all of them. Really? What? Well, do you remember the guy that was uh, Jerry Buss's driver? Yeah, he was He nice. was nice. He's a little weird, but he was always pretty nice. God, there was... We could do a whole documentary about all of the, <laughs> the wannabe, like, tech giants in that sat in intelligentsia all day on their little laptops. I don't and, want to go down God. this road now, but sometime could you talk about your time with the... Uh, what was the name of it? Something Flag... What was the... Oh, flag. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'd love to. It's not that interesting, but I'll I'll go into that another yeah, time. I think about it, how our, patron, I shot our a patrons would for sure love it. I don't know if the broader community would, but our patrons would love that story. If it comes up sometime, it's not that interesting. I don't know. No I think people... I think you're... <laughs> because he was on Shark Tank and was eviscerated on Shark Tank, that's a that's a pretty cool element. And he was, and, yeah, and he was, was like also my cry. enemy at that yeah. point. <laughs> and it was like, wow, my enemy just got eviscerated. Yeah, it's like a cool vindication national moment. television. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Anyways, uh, maybe I'll bring that up next. Maybe we'll if people are interested. Yeah, if we do, I'll say if we do on some kind Patreon of, episode, yeah, if we do, or if we do some kind of episode on hucksters and swindlers. <laughs> hucksters, which we I feel like we had a lot of hucksters and swindlers in intelligentsia and on yeah, that is in the, general. Didn't you feel like? Oh, yes, everything was a fucking house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, Patrick, that's us. We are the cinephile cuties signing out. Bye. Patas. 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 Patas.